What's up, everybody? This is Mike Isicki, tight end for the Miami Dolphins, and welcome to the All-Star Sports Podcast with your hosts, Gabe and Rafi. Hello, hello, and today we have a very special guest. It's our good friend, and um, Micah Shookman. Mikey, you want to introduce yourself? Hello, everyone. Hello, viewers. I'm Micah Shookman. I'm the 11th grade at BCC and a self-proclaimed Washington football team expert. All right. Um... Speaking of what, you want to kick us off on that? Yes. I'm very excited today as a Washington football team fan because last night the Washington football team clinched the NFC East. What a time to be a fan. Washington clinches the number four seed in the playoffs, and we will host the Bucks next week. Um, for a quick recap of the game, Logan Thomas, Chase Young, Montez Sweat, and Cam Curl all had great games. Um, however, as you all probably know, the biggest storyline of that game is the Eagles' supposed tanking. Their coach, Doug Peterson, subbed out Jalen Hurts for Nate Sudfeld in the second half. I believe it was the third, end of the third fourth quarter. Fourth quarter, I started in the fourth. Fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, so, here's what I have to say about that. We all knew, I think, that Sudfeld was going to be put in the beginning of the fourth because in, many, in meaningless games, the Eagles like to do that and evaluate their backups. But what really showed the tank was that he throws a stupid pick and has a bad fumble, and they keep him in. He's been By that point, he's been evaluated, okay? And they keep him in. And that's the big thing. But what I'll say to Giants fans like yourself, Gabe, is it's unfortunate and you can be mad, but you can't really be mad at – you can't really be mad that you didn't win the division when you went 6-10. and 10. No next, NFC next East – no, no <laughs> NFC East team deserved to make the playoffs. But if any NFC East team deserved to make the playoffs, it was the New York Giants. It was the New York Giants. Beat Washington twice. We had some great performances okay, against to, great to. teams that got unlucky in the end. I'll go back to that Buccaneers game, Monday Night Football, I think it was, earlier in the season. Got an unlucky call, could have gotten either way. Eagles game. If Evan Ingram didn't drop that touchdown pass to seal it, we would have we had eight wins, eight and eight. Just saying. Okay, well. You, you yeah. can't use the Washington football team against the New York Giants head-to-head games as justification. Because in the first game, I have to go over this again. In the first game, um, we could have won if we didn't go for two. Going for two would have won the game, but we should have kicked the field goal and tied the game. And besides that, we were dominating the entire game. Meanwhile, the second game, it's when Alex Smith gets put in for the second time. Remember, Kyle Allen is still the starter. Alex Smith gets put, put in without any first-team reps in practice, throws four picks, and we still should have won that game. So we should have swept the NFC East. We already won. We should have swept the NFC East. But, Micah, I mean, that that decision to go for two isn't, you know, unlucky. That's coaching that's, Coaching well, the, is a part of the team. That That's fair. That's fair. But the unlucky part is we go the entire game dumbing. I, I should look up time of possession and, and yardage and stuff like that. But we go through okay, the well, game as a Ravens fan, I can say we dominated the Steelers in our first game. But Lamar <laughs> threw four turnovers and we lost. That's fair. That's fair. Doesn't uh, matter how good you play. If you turn the ball over, you're going to lose. I still think we're the best team that I've seen. But I, I, I don't disagree with you. I just think 
that there's definitely an argument for the Giants. I think the Giants have a better offense than the than the football mm-hmm. team. I mean, the football team. Say what you want about Alex Smith. You know he overcame a lot. Um, you know, terrible leg injury, almost had to get it amputated. Because of that, he's just not what he once was. And he's he's you guys don't have good players in offense. You don't have a good quarterback. Terry McLaurin is a great player. Don't get me wrong. You can't go in the NFL having one good receiver. Okay? And and Logan Thomas is good, but you have a terrible O line. I, I I disagree actually. So our O line um, in beginning of the year was bad, but now it has we have rounded out with um, free agent additions of Wes Schreitzer and Cornelius Lucas that just shore up the the weak spots. Um, and with our the point about our offense is that the reason it looks bad, you guys probably only saw the the primetime Sunday night football game against the uh, Eagles. Terry McLaurin, um, the the entire like our basically our entire offense or a key part of our offense, had a high ankle sprain, was playing through a high ankle sprain. That is normally a six-week injury. He comes back after two weeks. Shows a lot about him. Anyways, Alex Smith, our offense was fine from weeks 10 through 13 until Alex Smith um, tweaked his, his calf on the injured leg. So Alex Smith, to me, looks completely different from the Alex Smith that played the middle of the season for us. Um, but it's not like he was very good in the middle of the season. You guys have been, you guys have been debatably better recently. Look, you guys have a very good defense, and I'm not putting that against you. On the D line, you got Chase Young, Jonathan Allen, Matt Ioannidis, Montez Sweat, Deron Payne. You guys have debatably the best D line in football. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, in the beginning there, your secondary wasn't good. The thing is, I'm not sure where Curl in the long run is gonna fit. Because Landon Collins is going to come back next year and replace him. Yeah. And Curl's well, a good player. I think I, actually Curl has won the starting strong safety role. I, I think, think you guys trade Landon Collins. Real situation for me, um, we, we play like Landon Collins has some sort of hybrid linebacker, like close to the line of scrimmage, just, just this roaming player. Well, like then Jamal where do you Adams put Cole Holcomb? Cole Holcomb? Yeah. So Cole Holcomb will play. We have Kevin Pierre-Lewis. Who has, who's on a one-year deal, I think, Landon. I don't know, if, like, can Landon play linebacker? I don't, think, uh, I don't know if he's ever played it before. But he's never played it before. Thing, I, I, honestly, I watching it. him, though, I think it could be not bad because as a strong safety, you can tell he's terrible in pass defense, but, yeah, he is, he, but he's a good run defender. He's horrific in the pass coverage, but great run support. As a Giants fan, Gabe, no, Gabe knows that also. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I, I have a question about, um, about the football team. And this doesn't necessarily talk about them this year in the playoffs. What are you going to do at QB for next year? That, that's the question. Um, I think I love the Alex Smith story, but I, he, I don't think he, will, he can play next year. I think he might retire. Um, I say we got to bring back Kyle Allen on a one-year deal. He played fine for us until he got hurt. And then you can either go the rookie QB route with maybe a Mac Jones or a Trey Lance, or you just seal up another need in the draft and try and get a veteran quarterback. Um, that could be – ideally for me, that would be training for a Matthew Stafford-type player. It might be signing Marcus Mariota. 
Um, yeah. It might be training for a, a Matt Ryan. I don't know about that one. Um, or signing Cam Newton, but there's not very many appealing options at quarterback. We just. Yeah. Um, well, uh, girl say is that with an O-line that's not very good, you can't, it's hard, it's hard to get someone that isn't very mobile. So like, I don't know if a Matthew Stafford would be the best fit in DC. Right, and if you went the Matthew Stafford trade route, you'd have to give up a lot to get him. Yeah. We would. I think we would do that because some some fans, this might be me, have been saying that we are one quarterback away from being Super Bowl contenders. Um, I don't think so. I don't, I don't know about I think that so. one. Um, something I'll say um, that doesn't have to do with that is got to feel bad to be a Dolphins fan right now. You go ten and six, and you don't make the playoffs. Right, and you and watch the seven and nine Washington football team and the eight and eight the Chicago division. Bears make the yeah. playoffs too. Yeah. So. Um. All right. So, let's move on to the NFL playoffs. Um. We we all made uh we all went through. We're gonna make our predictions. For what's gonna happen, and I'll start with our first game that I think we should start with, and I think this one, for the most part, is pretty obvious. I have the Bills beating the Colts. What's I have, I have the Bills beating the Colts as well by a score of twenty-four to fourteen. I think it'll just uh, be. I, I didn't do scores. I didn't do scores also. Yeah. Well, I say Bills winning also. Yeah, right. I think sure. that that yeah. offense with Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs is too good, and they don't have a bad defense. They have Not a pretty good defense. Mm-hmm. I call it nearly great defense. On mm-hmm. where they're playing in the beginning of the season. Yeah. Now this is an interesting one. I have, and I think you guys are probably going to disagree with me. I have the Steelers beating the Browns. Me too. I actually do. Too. I I have the, I have the Browns beating the Steelers in a nail biter. Uh, I just think... So, here's my thing. First of all, when it comes to the playoffs, two things are very important. Well, obviously, how good you are at football, but, you know, that's sure. obvious. But um, besides that, um, experience. They have Big Ben, okay? They got even their linemen, David DeCastro, Alejandro Villanueva, um, their defense is younger, but even on their defense, they got Cameron Hayward. You know, they have the experience and they have the coaching. Mike Tomlin, as much as I hate the Steelers and I hate him, you know, he tripped our receiver for no reason except for he wanted to win. Um, he's a great coach. I mean, he always goes under the radar, but he's a great coach. Mm-hmm. And also, look at this. Last week, the Steelers bench all their starters and the Browns barely win. They win by two points. Now the Steelers are going to have Big Ben, TJ Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick, literally all their guys. And and they're playing the same team again who only beat them by two while they were playing their bench players. This is a different different this is a different Steelers team than what we saw weeks like 1 to 11. I, I completely this, agree with you. I don't no, think the Steelers team is that good. I think they're better in the playoffs than the Browns though. All right. Let's move on to a controversial game here between the Ravens and the Titans. I got my Baltimore Ravens beating the Titans. Over the past two years, we've played them twice and we've beat them twice. 
One was a fluky game, okay? Our receivers couldn't catch a football. The next one was just a stupid loss when they came back into overtime. And Lamar, it was a confusing game for Lamar. But um, I think that finally the Ravens go back. They go into they go into Tennessee, and they beat the Titans. And here's the thing: when when we played the Titans, our biggest problem that game was our run defense. And I mean, if you and I think that it was a huge off day for two people that are off. Obviously, key in our run defense, they're our two best run defenders. Calais Campbell and Brandon Williams. It was a huge off day for them. Calais Campbell actually was rushing the passer well that game, if you watch the game, but he wasn't run stuffing as well against Derrick Kennedy. I think this game, they go into Tennessee, and Brandon Williams and Calais Campbell have a big game, and they're able to stop Derrick Henry, and then Lamar gets vengeance on the Titans. I, I really very... hate. I, I I really hate to say it, but the Baltimore Ravens are winning this football game. What? They're hot at the right. They're hot at the right oh time. Hey, we're hot. I think we've, they'll, we've been they'll, on they'll the go, since the Cowboys. They'll they'll. I think you'll see an Ohio State Clemson situation. That's going to be their motivator. Was last year. That was the game that changed Joel Thomas. This is a different defense. This is a different team. Ravens are winning this game. The Ravens cannot beat the Titans. King Henry will go to work on offense. And on defense, the entire key is to make Lamar pass the ball, which he has not done in the playoffs. Okay, okay. He has played two playoffs games, <laughs> two playoff games ever. One of them, he just like, I mean, it's not like he was that good in 2018. I mean, yeah, he, he won some games, but he's not what he's been the past two years. Last year, here's the reason. Mark Ingram was hurt. Last year, we lost. We didn't lose the game. Yes, our receivers couldn't catch the ball and we couldn't stop Derrick Henry. But I'd argue our biggest reason we lost was our play calling. It was our play calling, okay? Mark Ingram was hurt and we didn't trust Gus Edwards to run the ball. So Lamar had to throw like he's never had to throw before. And that was stupid. Gus Edwards is a good running back and we should have trusted him. This year, we have J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. We're going to do what we do best, and that's run the football, and we're going to win. All right, let's move on to the second round of the AFC here. For my, I think for everyone's predictions, the games are Chiefs-Browns and Bills-Ravens for me and Rafi and then Bills-Titans for Micah. Um, no, I for think it it's going to be – Yeah, for you, but Gabe, for Chiefs, us, Titans, it's going to be Steelers, Chiefs. Bills. Oh no! You you yeah. had the you had the Browns winning, right? I had the Browns winning. Right. Yeah. So for me, it's Chiefs Ravens. I definitely wish I was in your situation, but um, it's gonna be Chiefs Ravens here. And look, I love the Ravens, but I don't think anyone's beating the Chiefs here. I mean, Chiefs are the best team in football. There's no doubt about it. Patrick Mahomes is easily the greatest quarterback I've ever seen. Um, and I just don't think we're we're stopping them. I don't think we're beating them. I'll go my Chiefs first round. I Chiefs just obliterating the Cleveland Browns. Just they're just so good. Fifteen and one, best team in the NFL, no doubt in my mind. Yeah, that's all I have to yeah. say. There's no explaining to be had. I'm I'm Chiefs Titans. Mahomes isn't losing the playoffs anymore. Chiefs win. Yeah. yeah. Um. 
So then I have the Bills beating the Steelers. I think, you know, the Bills, I think they're a great team. Josh Allen's playing some great football, and they also have a good defense. I think that's a pretty good matchup for them because the thing about the Steelers' defense is they have a very good defense. But in the secondary, besides Minka Fitzpatrick, they don't have a very good secondary. And I think it's they're solid. Just, it's solid. Not Joe, really. H- Joe, Joe Hayden's yeah. pretty solid. Joe Hayden's opinion. washed up, and they're all they have. Mm. He's their best cornerback mm. if you're considering Minka a safety. Um, and, I mean, I think they're going to throw the ball, and he will get pressured, but I think he'll be able to get it out to Diggs. I think he'll be able to get it out to Dawson Knox, Cole Beasley, and I think they're going to throw the ball well, and I think they'll win. All right. I'll go on, am, to, my, I'll go on to my second – AFC divisional matchup. Bills, Ravens, Buffalo Bills winning this football game. Maybe a little bit of bias in there. Love Josh Allen. He's a great quarterback. And that's all I have to say. I have the same matchup as Rafi, but the opposite outcome. I think the Steelers are going to go in and beat the Bills. The Steelers and Bills already played once this year. The Bills won. I think that combined with the, all the late season, you call it TikTok hate on the Steelers, is fueling them. I think they go into this game. They 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 go into this game as the underdog, and I think Rafi mentioned earlier the coaching staff of the Steelers is great. I think Big Ben, the veteran presence. I think he stays calm, and in contrast to Josh Allen, I think the Steelers win in a, in a close, closely fought game. All right. Um. So then for me, um, I know kind of lame, but I have the one and two seed. In the AFC Championship, I got the Chiefs and the Bills. And like Micah said earlier, I don't think Mahomes is losing the playoffs, but I'll talk about that later in the Super Bowl when we do the Super Bowl. But um, uh, I I just think he's an amazing player. And while the Bills have a good defense, there's no way they're stopping Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey. And I think I while the, I think the Bills' offense will have a good game, I don't think it will be able to match the Chiefs. Yeah, I the same AFC com- conference championship game. I just think it's just that simple. The Chiefs are just so good. You can't really <laughs> stop them. There's so so many weapons, so many options. It's they're just unbeatable in my opinion. Yeah. Same for me. Chiefs Steelers. Chiefs win. Simple as that. Uh, yeah, that's a pretty good way to put it. Um, so uh. Uh, Saint. So moving on to the NFC, um, I'll go with my first game. I think the Saints are going to beat the Bears. Um, I think the Saints are playing some good football. And here's a bold prediction. I don't think people are agreeing with me on this. There's been a lot of Drew Brees hate lately. I mean, people saying he can't throw down the field. He can't. He doesn't have the arm strength. Well, I agree. He doesn't have the arm strength he wants to use to. I think this is his last year. I think he's been holding it a little bit back just because he knows he's older. And I think he retires after this year. And because of that, I think he puts it all out in this playoffs. And I think he goes all out. And I think he throws the bars down downfield as much as he can. And I think they're beating the Bears pretty easily. Who's he going who's gonna, who's he gonna to throw to, though? See, that that's the thing. They don't have receivers that are very good to throw the ball downfield. I think they'll try to get Michael Thomas deep, but that hasn't really worked. Honestly, their best downfield receiver might be Jared Cook, or they might go out and, and there's Emmanuel Sanders or Trey Smith even. 
I kind of have the same situation as Rafi. I just have the, the sensors. Drew Brees, a lot of people hating on him. He's going to come back. He's going to play great this entire postseason, and I guarantee that. Saints are going to dominate the Bears. Me too. I think the Saints' defense is, is really good. I think they're just going to just destroy that Bears offense. Um, and, Saints and the Saints win. have a good defense. Yep. Um, so I'll go with it. I'll start off with this next game. Um, I think, and there's definitely going to be some disagreement here. I think even if Jared Goff plays, I think the Seahawks are going to beat the Rams. And I think the Rams we've seen this year, they're a very matchup based team, right? That there are some teams they'll play great against and some teams they won't play great against. The, the first time they played, they beat the Seahawks. The second time, I think it showed that the Seahawks aren't the best matchup for them. Cause I think, that the way because I mean I don't like the way the Rams have been running the ball lately. I mean I think they run the ball fine, but but I think maybe the Seahawks' biggest thing about their defense is their run defense. Obviously Jamal Adams has helped that out a lot, but their interior defensive line is just not good, and I think it's a pretty good matchup for the Seahawks. Um, and I think they'll, and I think that offense will put up a lot of points with Russell Wilson. I, I disagree with that one. The, the Rams defense is elite. A lot of people underappreciate them. Jalen Ramsey will lock down DK Metcalf like he has all season. Aaron Donald's gonna feast. Rams are winning this game. Tyler Lockett. Still I, Tyler Lockett. I think if if Goff plays, the Rams win. If Goff doesn't, though. The Seahawks will win. Um, I was actually underwhelmed with the Seahawks game. Seahawks performance in the in the second half of the season. Um, I saw against Washington they were they they just squeaked by, even though we started Haskins. I think Rams won if golf plays. Yeah, and I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to the Seahawks Giants game. The Giants won a few weeks ago. Giants defense it's good. Nowhere near as level as the Rams. They shut down Russell Wilson. Same situation is going to happen in this I agree that the Seahawks haven't been playing as well as they did in the first half of the year. But I think in the last couple games, they've been a lot better. And we saw what they did against the Rams, and it was very good. Mm -hmm. Um, Moving on, I know Michael will definitely have an opinion on this one. But I have the Bucks beating the Washington football team pretty handedly. I mean – Come on, it's Tom Brady in the playoffs. I know he didn't do it last year, but wait, isn't he one and three against the NFC East in the playoffs? Something oh, like that. Okay, but still, it's yeah. Tom Brady in the. It's still, it's still three Tom Brady Super Bowl in the playoffs. losses versus the NFC. It's still Tom Brady in the playoffs. I'm not gonna put a seven and nine team that made the playoffs beating Tom Brady. Yeah, I, I'm with you. It's Tom Brady. They got an elite offense, an elite wide receiver core. Their defense is really underappreciated. I love Levante David. Bucks are going to dominate. Washington will cruise. Not cruise to win. They'll win in a closely fought game. Our defense, our defensive line will keep us in the game. Brady cannot move. Much different than Jalen Hurts. That um, we're going to get to Brady. We're going to touch him, and he's going to fall down. That and then on offense, we just have to do just enough. We have to dink and dunk with McKissick. We have to hope. Smith is back to normal. If not, I'd consider starting Heineke. Um, we have to hope Smith is back to normal. We have to hope Gibson is back to normal. He looked 50-50 against the Eagles, but hopefully he's back to normal. And then we have to hope McLaurin 
is back to normal. And if all that happens according to plan, we will win. So you said um, Tom Brady can't move. Disagree. And here's why. Um, well, Tom Brady cannot scramble. <laughs> Tom Brady is – thank you. Uh, sorry, I sneezed. Um, Tom Brady is elusive in the pocket. Tom Brady has shown that he can't scramble. He's not going to get yards, but he, it's hard to sack Tom Brady. He will, he will get away from you. He will, you know, he'll be coming at you and he'll, you know, last second take a step to the side. He's very elusive in the pocket. It's hard. Yeah, to I'm, I'm, I'm with Rafi on this one. He's not going to get you any yards scrambling. But just his awareness, he knows the game. He's just going to avoid sacks, I guarantee it. I have a hard time seeing Brady eluding Chase Young, Montez Sweat, and the rest of our defense. Also, the other thing is that we, it's fine if he eludes them. If we just got to throw him off his balance. That's the key to beating Brady, to get him off his rhythm, to get him off his – get him out of his comfort zone. If we rattle him, I think that that's also good. Yeah, the thing is, Tom Brady's very, very difficult to just rattle. Yeah. You, can't just, you can't just hit him a couple times and he'll be off his game. He's the greatest and quarterback of all You'll see, time. you know, obviously we know, well, Mike Evans, it's actually unclear if he's going to play Sunday. Um, yeah. But obviously, Chris Gladwin's a good receiver. And I, I – even before all the stuff happened, I hated the guy just because he was a stealer. Um, but especially with all the terrible things he's done, I hate Antonio Brown. But um, I'm just saying the last couple games, Antonio Brown has been playing a lot better. Yeah, I think he's nowhere near to his Steelers form. Yeah. But he's a definitely very, very, very solid um Wide receiver number two. If anyone can handle these wide receivers, it's the Washington football team secondary. Kendall Fuller locks. Ronald Darby locks this year. And then we have two. Uh, the safeties are, are fine. But I think our, corner, our corners can handle them, especially if Evans doesn't play and we only have to concentrate on two of them. Um, All right. Move on then, here to the uh, second round of um, the NFC. Yeah, uh, you go yeah. first, Rafi. Um, okay, so I'll go here and I'll say I think the Packers are going to beat the Bucks pretty handedly. I think this is weirdly going to be – actually, I said pretty handedly. I think people are going to be surprised about how close of a game this is um, because I think people are going to expect the Packers to beat them easily. But I think that, honestly, out of most teams, the Bucks are kind of a good fit for them because the Bucks are a fairly balanced team. I mean, like – the Bucks have a good defense, and they have a pretty good offense, and the Packers have a great offense and a terrible defense, like maybe bottom five in the NFL defense. Um, and I think the Bucks will score a good amount of points on them. I just think that Aaron Rodgers and the Packers and Devontae Adams are going to, you know, shoot out against the Bucks and going to end up with more points. All right. Um, I'll go into my Packers first round game versus the Rams. I think we're going to see an upset here. The Rams are going to win this game. Had to mix it up a little bit. Um, 
think their defense is going to not shut down, but at least slow down Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. And I think if Jared Goff plays, then I think with the right play calling from Sean McVay, he's going to just obliterate the horrible, horrible, and I say horrible, Packers defense. You don't think Aaron Rodgers is good enough to pull that out? No, I I have an upset. Micah? In my matchup, Packers versus the Washington football team. Washington football team goes in and takes care of business. Um, this one's not going to be close. Um, if we just got to gotta slow down Aaron Rodgers, but I think our offense will be fully healthy by then, up to its full potential, and we will score more than the Packers do. Am I sniffing a little, just a tad, a little bit of bias here? Um, not at all. Not at all. You'll see it. Um. All right. All right. So moving on to the next one, uh, I have Saints Seahawks, and I think the Saints are going to beat them pretty handedly. I mean, Saints have a great defense, the Seahawks don't, and so I think that honestly the Seahawks might have better. I think they have a better offense than the Saints, but I think the Saints defense will be able to stop the Seahawks, and the Saints offense will just score all over them. Uh, my. Second divisional game in the NFC is Saints Bucks. We've seen it twice this season. Saints are clearly the better team when they play each other. Are the Saints winning this one fairly handily? So I'm again. I'm going off the. Remember, I said that if Jared Goff doesn't play, I I go Seahawks over the Rams. So I have the Saints versus the Seahawks, um, and I'm going to choose the Seahawks off this one. On this one, we saw what the Eagles did with their mobile quarterback, Jalen Hurts. I think Russell Wilson offers a similar problem to the Seahawks. Or to Russell the, Wilson doesn't run that much. I think he'll run more than the playoffs. I mean, they, they, but he's such a good thrower. They don't, like, do read options like the Eagles will. Well, it's not as much as running. It's much as escaping pressure and getting out of the pocket. And I think the Seahawks win in a close one. All right. Um, NFC Championship. Uh, I got the Saints beating the Packers. I think at the end of the day, the Packers have such a bad defense that while the Saints have a good defense again, and I think the Packers will put up some points against the defense, but they'll be able to stop them to the point where the Saints will just definitely get get enough points against that terrible Packers defense. Right, my NFC Championship game. I have a controversial rematch between the Saints and the Rams. I think it'll come down to how both these defenses can handle both the Saints' good offense, Rams' decent offense. I have the Saints winning this one in a close one. So for me, we have the Washington football team versus the Seahawks, and Washington goes in and takes care of business. We, this one's probably the most realistic of my predictions because we played them so close with Haskins playing. I think – if anyone besides Haskins win, play, starts that game, we win. So I think this game is going to be a Washington victory. Uh, all right, there. Um, let, the, let the haters hate. Definitely don't think that's going to happen. But let the haters hate. Um, I think the Chief, I in my Super Bowl, I have the number one seed Chiefs against the number two seed Saints. And like Michael said earlier, even though we all know there's a chance they'll have the Washington football team beating them. Um, like he said earlier, 
Mahomes ain't losing in the playoffs. Mahomes, <laughs> Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey. Okay, they're so good, and even without all those people around him, just Mahomes is so good. We've never seen someone that can do what Mahomes can do. He's easily the best player in the NFL, and I think he's definitely winning the Super Bowl this year. Uh, I also have the Saints and the Chiefs. It's going to be a lot closer than Rafi says it will, but I still have the, Chiefs, come, I, I still have the Chiefs coming out on top. Um, yeah. I never said it wouldn't be close. I think it'll be somewhat close, but I think the Chiefs will definitely prevail. So in my Super Bowl of the Chiefs, number one, number one seed Kansas City Chiefs, was number four seed Washington. Washington gets its um, – is brought back down to earth and gets blown out by the Chiefs in a non-competitive football game. Though, don't be too upset because Washington will win next year. Heard of your first. Okay, Mega. <laughs> all right. So, all had some fairly different playoff brackets. Move on here. End of the regular season. Coaches have already been fired. So, as people always do, look at these possible head coaches. Um, so, here, um, I want to go first here. What I'll say is, I don't know if you guys did this, but um, – I obviously had a bunch of coaches, and then I put what team I think would fit best with them. And I'll start with Eric Bieniemy, obviously Chiefs offensive coordinator, debatably the best offensive coordinator in football. I think he goes to the Falcons because I think that um, he wants to go to a team that immediately has a pretty good offense, and I think if the Falcons get their quarterback, the Falcons' problem has definitely not been their defense. I mean, and even if they don't hold on to Matt Ryan and they get a rookie quarterback, I think that'll be good for Bieniemy. He'll get someone to groom, but um, groom up to become a good player. But I think he wants some a uh, team with a solidly already solidly established offense, and we know they have Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones. Even Hayden Hurst, that tight end, they already have a solid offense. And with them, it's just a defense to build. And I think that's the good fit for Eric Bieniemy. If I'm Bieniemy, though, I see the Chargers job, and that's probably yeah. the so, most appealing. So, yeah, so um, the Chargers was the next one that I was thinking of. But I think in the end, he goes to the Falcons. But mm-hmm. I have someone almost similar to him going to the Chargers. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna move on here. I'm gonna I didn't go the same route as Rafi did. I kind of just listed a bunch of people who I think are quality head coach material in the NFL. And one of the guys that probably won't be a head coach this offseason, but Brian Dabble, the Bills offensive coordinator, done great things with the Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen duo this year I don't think there's any real great head coaching opportunities for him but I think if he wanted to move on from the Bills I think the Dolphins offensive coordinator would be perfect for him I think he could mold Tua into I I don't I don't think he moves from the Bills or he no I I don't think he does either yeah but if he does I think the Dolphins offensive coordinator I think I think the most likely situation is him moving to a head coach because I don't think he'll use Buffalo. And I'll say, if if he gets a head coach, um, 
uh, if he gets a head coaching job, then I think that would be to the Jaguars because I think they get Trevor Lawrence, um, who, like Josh Allen, can move, but is also a great player in the pocket. And he goes to the Jaguars. The thing about the Jaguars is they've already shown interest in the two Ohio State guys, Urban Meyer and Ryan Day. So I guess I'll Day just bring... refused, though. What? Day. No, um, Day, Day, Day didn't actually refuse. He said he's not going to do meetings as they're trying uh. to win the title. But he hasn't after the after you know after the national championship he'll look into um, head coaching jobs. But it seems like they want the two Ohio State one of the two Ohio State guys and either Ryan Day or Urban Meyer. So I don't think that'll happen. But I think that would be the best scenario for him. So if you let me bring this up, one bring this one guy up, and I think and. He would be – I think he would be the youngest head coach in NFL history. He, he's amazing at LSU. You know, gives Joe Burrow a great year. Comes up to the Panthers. Then, honestly, had a good year with the Panthers. Okay, Teddy Bridgewater, I actually liked how the Panthers' offense played this year. I don't think it was bad. It was their defense that was the problem. But I think he did well. And I think that Joe Brady, who is now the Panthers' offensive coordinator, goes to the Chargers. Wow. Yeah, I, he's he's 31. I don't know if that makes him the youngest ever, but makes him really young. He's kind of like a Sean McVay type of guy. He's great. I, I see the, the Chargers fit there as well. Yeah, I think he goes to the Chargers because they already have some solid receivers. They already have some good receivers, and they already have their quarterback. And Williams, Mike Williams is a free agent, though. I think they have. Yeah, but Mike Williams, like, isn't – I mean, he's a pretty good receiver. He's not – a number one receiver. They have Keenan Allen. Yeah, they could use another receiver. But, I mean, and they got Justin Herbert, and they got Hunter Henry, and they got Austin Eckler. I think he goes to an already pretty established offense. Where, um, And, honestly, I think without injuries, the Chargers could be a solid team, especially if they make some moves in the offseason to get a better line. But I think, really, the big thing is he goes to an already established offense and does well there. Now, um, uh, here, I want to say, if it's all right, I want to bring this up. Um, Because if we look at um, two teams, we look at the Texans, um, and then we look at, um, we look at, Hold up. We look at the Texans, and then we look at we look at the Jets. And here's why. Here's here's who I think the two guys are. I think their number one guy for both of them is Pete Carmichael, Saints offensive coordinator. And here's why. I think the Jets are gonna get Justin Fields, and we already know that the Texans have Deshaun Watson, two very mobile quarterbacks. I think they look at what Pete Carmichael has done with Taysom Hill. And they like what they see with that. And I think they get him. And what I think is, um, and I think that what, and I think that either the Texans or the Jets will get Carmichael. And I think the team that doesn't get him gets Josh McDaniels, um, who's now obviously the offensive coordinator for the Patriots. I think, I mean, Josh McDaniels has made Cam Newton even look average. Like, and he's, he's not good. 
and he's even made him look average. So I think, again, the same mobile quarterback situation. That And if you had to assign me a team, I think Carmichael chooses to go to the Texans and McDaniels chooses to go to the – and then McDaniels ends up with the Jets. Uh, I, I really I really like Josh McDaniels. I think he's a great offensive play caller. I really hope he doesn't fall into the same route as like Matt Patricia and other kind of Brady. Yeah. Brady got uh, not Brady guys. Co. Belichick guys, blanking on the name. Belichick guys just aren't good head coaches. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I think this is actually um. My last guy, because I already brought up Urban Meyer and Ryan Day. So my last guy is um, my first non-Ohio State college coach, and that is Matt Campbell. He's currently the head coach for for Iowa State. And Iowa State wasn't like a good football school until he came there, and then he made them a good football school. And I think that he's a good head coach. He's definitely a defensive first head coach. And because of that, I think he goes to the Lions because the Lions um, – the Lions have some solid players on defense. You know, their cornerbacks, they got – they have a great young cornerback in Jeff Okuda, and then they have Trey Flowers. You know, they got some great players on defense. As a unit, they don't have a great defense, but I think Matt Campbell builds on that defense while improving that offense, um, and I think he's their guy. I think if you're talking def- defense-oriented potential head coaches, I think you'd go Robert Sala here. Yeah, that's um, a, defensive I, I coordinator for the 49ers. Such an energetic guy. I think he'd be a perfect fit if we're talking a defensive-minded head coach for the Yeah, Saleh was – he was linked a lot to the Browns last year. Little surprised that they chose Stefanski over him. But I think Saleh, if you're going defensive first, might be your best available guy. So, the, the thing is, Robert Saleh – because these are the people that are currently fired. I think the Bengals said they're hanging on to Zach Taylor. I think that if they fired him, then Robert Sala would be their guy. I mean, I think that Robert Sala, out of all these people, would be my next person. I don't think there's there's not another team that has made it clear that they're moving on. Um, I mean, if you're talking, the biggest thing is um, – the most, I'd say maybe the next biggest possibility is Vic v- Vangio gets fired in Denver, which would also be a good fit for Salah. But the reason I was thinking Salah for the Lions, but the reason I ended up choosing Campbell over him is because Salah is better defensively, even though Campbell is a defensive first coach. But Campbell is also a good offensive coach. And Robert Salah, it seems like he just doesn't know what he's doing when he's had to do stuff on offense, which hasn't been very much in his career but he just doesn't – I don't think he can lead an offense. All right, so I think that's that's all of our guys here. We're going to wrap it up for this episode. Thank you all for listening. Thank you to Micah for coming on. As always, we will see you next time. Bye. Goodbye.